Hi, Wayne. <laughs> Good morning. Morning to you. Let's open in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for bringing us together, for allowing us together to come together to worship as a family, to see how you work in each one of our lives differently as you, as you know we are needed, as we need it. Lord, we ask, invite the Holy Spirit in this morning and ask the message that you, that you send us come into our hearts and become an active part of our lives. Amen. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's worship our, worship our Lord. So our uh, word for today out of Billy Graham is the seal of the Spirit. How blessed we are to have the Holy Spirit, isn't that true? Oh my. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1:13. God places a seal on us when we receive Christ, and that seal is a person, the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit's presence, God gives us security and establishes his ownership on us. The Spirit is also God's pledge. He not only seals the arrangement, but he represents God's, but he represents God's commitment to see us through. And fellowship with the Spirit is a sample of what we can expect when we come into our full inheritance. What a difference the inheritance will be for us in heaven. Finally, the Spirit witnesses to us by the scriptures and within our hearts that Christ died for us and that by faith in him, we have become children of God. What a wonderful thing to know the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a seal, a pledge, and a witness. May each of us give us each new assurance of God's unchanging love for us and give us confidence as we seek to live in him. Our hope for today, have you ever felt unexplainable peace in a difficult time? Inner conviction when tempted to go astray? Boldness to stand up for what is right? These are reminders from God that you belong to him and that he'll not let you go. This is the Holy Spirit whispering to you. Good morning. If you'd like to stand, join us. Jesus walked this lonesome valley. Do you want to go there, Robert? Goodbye. 
Testament scripture today comes from Psalms 8. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught ch children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You give them <clears throat> charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority the flocks and the herds and the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims from the ocean currents. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. And if you'd like to stand as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And
Our hymn is Fairest Lord Jesus. Our New Testament reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given authority all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. 
Take your bulletin. We have a responsive reading. Holy, holy, holy God, fill us with strength and courage, with discernment and compassion, we may be your instrument of justice and love in this world, that it may be on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. How many of you were tempted to start singing holy, holy, holy? Uh, <laughs> I had to stop. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we know all that there is belongs to you. Yes. And you have just lent it. You've been gracious and entrusted it to some things to us. And Lord, but you call back and you say, share with others, be part of my family, be, do as I do, help others. So Lord, we ask that you bless the gifts that we leave today in the box, that we, we may reach out and reach to some of those who are not as fortunate. And Lord, may some of them come, may all of them who do not know you come to know you. Yes. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Okay, Jerry, you're on. Oh, I'm waiting for the plate. I think he knows that from traffic. Did I turn it off? Am I on? Now? Yep. Thank you. Wow, I am. <laughs> Pardon? Yes, thank you. Wow, it's so good to be back. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's... Well, I turned another year older and 10 minutes later. Well, this morning we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5 and... Uh, No, I don't need that right now. I just need to remember what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I told somebody, I said, just prop me up by the pulpit and open the Bible in front of me and I'll be okay. Anyway, we're looking at Ephesians chapter 5 today. And the paragraph that starts with verse 15 I've been studying uh, Ephesians on, on my own, and this paragraph got a hold of me in a special way. Verse 515, Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. 
So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Father, thank you again for what you have been doing in each of our lives during these weeks, and uh, Lord, for the lessons that we have learned. I thank you especially for Frank's ministry and Lord, for the things that he has been teaching, and take care of him today, Lord, and, and his family. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you and to teach. And I would ask that your Holy Spirit, who lives in me, will work through me and um, teach us what you want us to know today in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Well, we have communion, so I want to be sure that we don't rush into our communion part of the service, share a few points with you, and then I'll uh, pick up again next time I preach. Uh, the verses that I read um, obviously are very, very practical, and they will change our lives if we will allow that to happen. Look carefully how you walk. And walking here, not only talking about physical walking, but talking about life. Not as unwise, but wise. Making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do be, not be foolish, but understand. I want to share with you just a few ideas this morning that we can take home with us and I trust will change our lives. I'm wondering if when you were growing up, if you ever had the opportunity to be by a creek or creek, depends on what part of the country you come from, uh, as I did. We had one on 20th Street and Broadway uh, in the Rockview neighborhood where I lived. And uh, uh, one part of this creek was quite uh, shallow and very narrow and we used to collect crawdads or crayfish whatever you call them in your part of the country and if you remember they looked like tiny lobsters and uh, people they claim I was reading more about them this week that if you cook them right you can eat them uh, I don't know how much meat can be on them but that's what we had. And uh, I can remember how we was uh, at one part of the creek. Uh, we were able to walk across it. And then that same creek, we crossed on the way home and to Lincoln Junior High School as I got a little bit older. And then that same creek was running underneath the bridge. And uh, I, I, I didn't do it because I was a perfect child, but uh, some of my friends that way home the last day of school, they would throw their books into the water as kind of a celebration that school was, was over. 
But when I was growing up, I was thinking as I was writing these notes that uh, before I became a certain age, I wasn't allowed to cross the street. And so we would stand on my side of 16th Avenue and the neighbor kids would be on the other side and we'd be taunting each other and uh, never threw anything at each other that I remember, but I can remember name calling uh, and that nya, 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 as we did as kids. But uh, we would go to that creek at 20th Street and Broadway and collect these crawdads. And then uh, thinking about that as we crossed over on the more shallow, narrow part of that creek and would step from stone to stone. But we had to be careful. We had to walk attentively. And especially as we got farther down along that water as it got deeper and wider. We need to take the time. Attentively means to take the time to slow down and notice what you're looking at to walk with our eyes fully open, with our minds attentive to what we're seeing, and uh, to walk attentively is a way of looking that takes us beyond what is there to the meaning it contains. It's interesting, I've, um, occasionally I'll go with Iris to the store, but uh, because of my walker, I sometimes will stay out in the car and wait for her and watch people. Uh, it's interesting because some people walk with a purpose, and then there are people who walk with no sense of purpose. At least that's what it looks like. They're kind of wandering through the neighborhood, whereas others have some place to go and something to do. Some people just never seem to have a goal in life. Life just seems to happen to them. They never make anything happen for themselves. And uh, we see this especially when it comes to our jobs. I don't know how you feel, and I don't mean to cast any dispersion, but I don't know how you feel when you get up in the morning and you have to be at a job. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, how I wish I didn't have to do this. But with our jobs and with our life, sometimes we, um, we don't seem to have a sense of purpose, of drive. I was so proud of my father. He worked in the furniture business. He was a cabinet maker, and he was very good at it. But the furniture store factory that he worked at was on the other side of the tracks. And I can remember my father, who didn't drink, he was a teetotaler, but he had a bottle that you put the fifth of whiskey in, and it had the top on it. And my mother would always fill that with hot coffee in the morning, and uh, he'd take it with his lunch and put it in his back pocket because it fit perfectly. And then he would walk to the factory and walk over the Northwestern Railroad tracks Every day, every day. I'm so proud of my father. He was a very quiet man, very much like our youngest son. And, um, but he had a purpose in life. He was hard worker. And I remember one summer when he was on vacation, 
you got a call from the factory, from one of the owners, I guess it was. And he said, John, are you going to come back? And my dad said, yes. And they said, well, if you'll come back, we'll give you a raise. And he hung up the phone, and he thought to himself, and he said to us, he said, my. He said, I intended to go back anyway. I'm just on vacation. They just forgot. So he said, now I'm on vacation. Now I get a raise, so I'm going back. Anyway, as I had planned to do. But, you know, my father had a purpose. He was a good provider, a very faithful man. Seldom, if ever, missed work. I don't remember that he ever did. And I have that, and I trust that all of us have that same kind of purpose and goal in life. He wanted to provide for his family. He wasn't much for recreation, but he was very faithful in taking care of us as his family. But there are some people that don't have a sense of purpose. They don't have a goal in life. They, rather than making things happen, they let things happen to them. And they go through this routine. Especially see that in people's work. And Paul's focus on the reading that we had this morning, and also in Ecclesiastes, Solomon discovered God's purpose for his life. It goes like this in Ecclesiastes 12, that the whole story here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or whether bad. To have a purpose in our life and to have a goal he says here, look carefully how you walk, how you live. Be sure you have a purpose and a goal in life. Make things happen. They don't have to be major, just minor things, but happen every day. The word carefully is talking about doing it accurately or precisely or exactly. And to put that together with the word look carefully, what Paul is saying to us, or what the Holy Spirit is saying to us through Paul, is that uh, we are to give full attention to something. Give full attention. That's how I want to live. As we get older, Iris and I are getting slower, but we have a purpose every day. By the way, our son Bradley, we're not wearing masks today. Iris has one because our older son Bradley over here has had open heart surgery a few times and had to wear a mask and it was a very frightening experience for him. And he can't wear them now because of what it does to him emotionally. And so to honor him, we're not wearing either our mask. So we're to walk carefully, and we're to walk in an opportune way. That means to uh, make good decisions about how we use our time. One of the great struggles today is managing our time that God has given us. I don't know about you, but 
and it's not so much now as I get older, but I've got so much to do and not enough time to do it. And, uh, but there are some things you and I know that are non-negotiable, and one of those is work. Sleep is non-negotiable if you want to be healthy. There's a certain amount of time that we have to spend in personal care and personal hygiene. And uh, when we're younger, we um, doesn't take as much time. A few pats on the face and a comb in the hair, and we're all set to go. As we get older, we got a, a major construction job that we have to do, or reconstruction on our face, uh, on ourselves. We also have a certain amount of time for eating and uh, preparing to eat, the chores that we need to do every day. And uh, if you have children, we have five. That multiplies So we have to make the most of our time because our days are evil, it says. To redeem the time, which means to buy it back for a purpose of doing good. Just as Christ redeemed us and brought us from darkness to light. So we need to make the most of our time because the days, we talk about days being evil and I don't want to be an alarmist. I enjoy life. Ask my wife. I love to get up in the morning and I can kind of dance at the end of the bed and sing a song. I love to get up. I love life. I love to get out there. I'm not sure how many of you saw the movie of Forrest Gump. If you haven't, I encourage you to rent it and look at it. I tried to find it on, on Netflix, and I couldn't find it the other day. But Forrest Gump is, I laughed when he laughed, and when he ran through the opposing teams with the football, I, uh, I cheered him on like everyone else did. And when he lost his friend in Vietnam, I had compassion. He, had, he was severely limited in his mental understanding. But using the wisdom of his mother and some practical simplicity, he was able to accomplish great things, even with his limitations. Be careful how you walk. One of the most memorable lines uttered by Forrest Gump, Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates because you never know what you're going to get. As I close this morning, as we come to the table, such an important time I look forward to, and I know you do as well, is that we have in life delicious choices to make every single day. And I've often said, and with this I'll close, you can choose what you want to do. Listen. Listen. You can't choose the consequences. 
The consequences come because of the choices that you make. Father, we realize this morning, even in this brief time together, that uh, you give us wisdom and understanding. And Father, you give us wisdom to make the right choices. Lord, in preparing for today, I was reflecting back on my life, and there were some bad choices I made. Fortunately, I've been able to recover from them, Lord. But thank you that you help us, help us realize that the choices we make today will affect the choices that will be available tomorrow. So, Father, as we come to the table this morning, I pray that we'll make the best choices. Help us to do that, Lord. Help us to honor you in all the choices that we make and prepare us for this table now, I pray in Christ's name. Amen. in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, the cup also after supper saying, as you drink it, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father, prepare our hearts.
I pray as we eat and drink together to remember the great, tremendous price that your son paid for our forgiveness. Prepare us, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. We'll ask that you come by and take bread and take a cup and then go back to your seat and we will eat and drink together, please. Jesus loves me, so sing real loud. Go ahead and stand if you'd like. Father, as we go out this week, let us rejoice in this time together, knowing that your Holy Spirit was with us, knowing that the message came to our heart, that we will be closer to you, that we will understand you better, and Lord, that, which means we can follow you 
more as you would love us to. So, Lord, we ask for that strength and that faith. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Peace.